You are now entering the MXU podcast. No credentials required. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 77 of the MXU podcast. I'm Jeff Sandstrom, and I'm here as always with my co laborer, co. We, we were challenged last time to come up with co words. Yeah. So, co co-ca- captain, um, co co plower. Co plower. Okay. Yeah. Plowing fields together. You said you said laborer. It made me think of farms. Yeah. Yeah. So <gasps> I'd like to see you two in a farm. <laughs> hey, I grew up on a farm. I can tell sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have Jay Desai, our regular co-host, Dadu Worldwide himself. And today we're joined by Chris Raybold, who is going to be with us on the MXU tour. So yeah. welcome guys. How's everybody doing? Fantastic. Super. I'm delicious. Uh, we're on video f- for those who are listening. Chris, man, I love the artwork right behind your head. Oh, yeah. It's Thanks. awesome. You really <laughs> filled you so that wall in nicely. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's the, that's the six feet of the, this room that's decorated. So I'm glad <laughs> that's, that's what great. you could see. <laughs> well, Chris and I have matching microphones. We do have matching Jeff and I have matching microphones. Oh, you guys it's do. true. We're like, yeah. Except ours are different shades. I'm, I'm Coco. He's pale ass white. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little more Caucasian, but that's okay. I love that's this a, Earthworks mic that Chris and I are using, but I do wish it was black. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. Which I'm sure they could do, they can. but um, it doesn't take long for it to get to look a little worn. Yeah, a little tarnished. Yeah. yeah, but it sounds awesome. Yeah, it does sound awesome. How, how did I have the ability when they came out and gave a few of this? These I somehow I was able to a b it with a sm7 i did the same thing and i couldn't believe it and i just sang it because they're awesome people and i then they gave it to us and everything yeah. but i was like oh wow it wins it totally at does. least for what we're doing i needed something because this office we're in it's very vibrant mm-hmm. so i played some music off the sono speaker in the corner like the oh, same smart. 15 seconds and recorded both of them the sm7 and the earthworks yeah. that earthworks was half the volume of that sm7 was yeah, <clears throat> that's what I'll do with artists when we're shooting out vocal mics. That part, that thing that you can't replicate. Yeah, is I'll I'll do that. I'll just leave them all gained up, turn on side fills or something, and see what the resultant. Yep. You know. Yeah. I, How much rejection? I did that's that testing vocal mics. I just had a drummer play. Oh, uh, that's even more real. I had the singer sing, so I, you know you get close. Like you can't have yeah. them perfectly replicate what they're singing. But then had eight mics on a stand and see which ones the cymbals were the quietest in. Yeah. God, that sounds amazing right now to just be <laughs> lost in that sort of process. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, what have you been up to lately, Chris? Uh, you know what? <clears throat> it's funny. And people keep reaching out like, hey, man, you out there? Because I'm in the social media world and it wasn't a conscious decision. It was like around March, things got so busy I just couldn't keep up with life or anything. And I just kind of quit posting. And the next thing you know, I was like, I guess I'm on a little hiatus. And I was telling you, Jeff, the other day, I knew there was two things that were going to force me out of it. It was going to be this MXU tour, or it's going to be whatever Pooch and I were up to, whatever came up first. And it looks like MXU has come up first. So um, I've actually been, I'm almost embarrassed to say it because there's a lot of folks that aren't doing anything, but as busy as I've ever been since about March. And it's all been, most of it has been Bruno stuff. Um, For a long while, it was all like TV stuff and award shows. But it's all been so strange. Like the vibe is so strange. I didn't feel like being celebratory. I guess I, there's part of me that is like, no, 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 no. Be positive, show positive. And there's a part of me is like, let's just do our work, put our nose down and hang back until we're all back. Yeah. You know, and, I think that's but, wise. Yeah. I just, so like, like, you know, there was like, you know, the Grammys or the, we did several other different award shows, but the, it was, it was all in LA and it's all super COVID heavy, particularly yeah. earlier in the year. So it was like, there's, wasn't a lot to really show yeah you know anyway since that time we've been started doing shows again mainly just in vegas our residency out there and then on the side i've been doing um i've had a lot of stuff going on in nashville for this uh 
I can't really say much now, but it's a podcast that's adding musical acts. We'll say that. So it's more like A1 broadcast kind of work that I've been doing all throughout the COVID experience. Awesome. So um, it's very cool. Anyway, man, just mix uh, mixing again happily. That's good. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when people started kind of posting things about being back, you know, mm-hmm. certain certain country artists or Christian artists were getting ready to go out and do a mini tour or do a few dates. And I saw crew guys and others sort of kind of declaring that we're back. And, you know, it was kind of convicting because there was one guy who kind of chimed in and he goes, yeah, it's sort of back, but we're not back back. Like there's a lot of people who are still Mm -hmm. struggling, figuring out how to get back and how to, how to figure out what the new, normal is going to be so Mm -hmm. i think it's it's wise to just sort of because you know obviously you don't want you don't want to be waiting for the for the other shoe to drop either you want to do your work well and be diligent and get excited and all that but you know any sort of blanket declaration of you know touring professionals are now suddenly at full employment is just not true it's not right yeah it's not and that and and that's before even the recent turn of events with, you know, COVID part two. Yeah. You know, uh, even before now with that in play too, it looks even more. But you know what? I don't blame anyone for being excited and enthusiastic. And man, I've been happy too. Like, I love those moments where I'm lost in the show that we have now. Totally. Like, it means yeah. even more. So I get it. Well, speaking of excited, we are all excited about the fact that MXU filled your calendar before that guy pooch could yeah and, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that you're going to be that you're going to be with us on every day of the tour yeah, so man. we need to talk about the tour for a few minutes because today we have a really special announcement lee why don't you fill us in okay a lot of you've been asking i hate it when i see these instagram chick influencers say that why don't I, i'll just roll with it a lot of you've been asking <laughs> yeah. are are we going to stream anything from the tour and yes we are going to stream the chicago event those tickets are on sale right now they're 50 bucks until monday and then they're going to go to 75 dollars. so are we talking about video and audio yep yep that's right i I better drop some more pounds i know me too i went to the gym last (laughs) night I get I go I'll go down that should do it. so the camera yeah that should do it so the camera can add to it. Yes. So today, August twentieth, streaming tickets are available. And then on Monday, August twenty third, the price is gonna go up to seventy five dollars. So go get those. You get to stream both days. The first day, that's our traditional MXU event, and then the second day with the live band audio, video, and lighting. So there so you So that's October fourth and fifth. And for those of you who already have tickets for Chicago in person, you'll get the stream face to face. Face to face. So yeah. don't don't think that if you already have a ticket, you should also buy a streaming ticket because that won't do you any good because you'll be there. I'm way better in person. Way better. I know in you are. Yeah. So Chicago only October fourth and fifth, but it's only fifty bucks. So any of our international friends, this is your chance to experience the MXU live tour even if you're in Australia or some other place that can't travel. And because of the time zones, we're going to leave the stream up for a few days after the event. Oh, wow. So that everybody around the globe can watch it. You know what? This is no joke, not because it's in all of our respective best interests for me to speak positively about this kind of thing, (laughs) but no joke. I really would, like if I saw this as a thing and I was had free time, you know, I mentioned I've been, working a lot the other side of that too is i you know whatever i've got my little girl (laughs) trying to raise a life but if there was a rare moment of i had free time i would without question spend that money to watch this just because i'm such a sucker for seeing what other people are doing yeah you know what i mean like lee i've dropped in on some of your live stuff before and hung for the whole thing because i'm like i just i want to know i just want to see what other people are up to well that's terrifying first of all yeah (laughs) whatever man it's brave to put it out there that's what's also terrifying it is terrifying that is i I think it probably helps people not like especially some of our international listeners um probably helps them not feel so isolated 
I mean, obviously we live in this big, massive country where we're able to move around a little more and get things done and collaborate. But in other markets, it's not necessarily that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But we're super excited. So we're going to, we're going to pop in, you know, during our breaks, uh, during the live day and have some kind of face to face real time hosting moments where we can actually maybe do some Q and a with just the online audience and maybe do a, a little chat here and there. So we're, you know, we're going to make it try to feel a little more interactive than just sort of you watching a webcam from a distance in the back of the room. So it's cool. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. We're really excited about it. And, uh, you know, get your tickets over the weekend because Monday the price goes up. So Ooh, let's fill m- it up. Maybe that's when we'll have all our international food. Just that one stop. Ooh, that's a good idea. That is a good idea. The country, the, make us- the country that buys the most tickets, we will eat your food. <laughs> For the rest of you still considering to come into one of these in person, um, L.A., there's about 50 seats left. Dallas, 15. Chicago, two dozen. Tulsa, 20. Atlanta, 18. Nashville, 16. No, sorry. We that was a couple days ago. So it's even less than that. Yeah, that's not true anymore. No, all of those and are it's lower. less and less true every day. So it's going to sell out. That's the point. So get your tickets you while know you what can is, because uh, not less and less true. Indian food's the best international food in the world. Mm, that is true. I went on a uh, cruise to Alaska. It was a princess cruise. So that's a were you British, by yourself? No, my family. Okay, that makes this is like two years ago. But uh, Princess Cruise Line's a British cruise company. The, oh yeah, the Indian the curries food is the best. and stuff. Oh yeah, the rest of the food is actually trash. But all the Indian food was great. Yeah, I don't know about Indian food on a cruise ship. I'm not sure my GI tract would be <laughs> up for that. All of this—that's funny you said that, Jeff. Because all of this is what I want to do, mainly yeah. Indian food. But my yeah. GI tract <laughs> says something totally different. We'll, we'll do Indian food on the night we don't have to get on the bus. Yeah. Yes. Deal. Okay, so this is the first time we've had you back, Chris, since we're really getting in the the nitty-gritty of the tour here. So we also know what console and some gear you're bringing. So you're Mm going to have your SD7 Quantum C. Quantum C, is that what it is? No, Uh, I realized when I said that, that would be confusing to people. Oh, yes. He was just just speaking Spanish. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm trying to cater to the international market here. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Um, Yes. And then, you, you, guys, you, leave the international stuff to the brown guy, please. Yeah, yeah, you got that one, Jay. Thank <laughs> okay. you. My bad. Stay in my lane. You're going to have some outboard gear, but then we can talk about that. But then a few of us are going to have some smaller desks to mix on, and we're going to throw you the Yamaha TF console. That's what I hear. Yeah. I, I told both you and Jeff the same thing. As long as I can see it, literally, physically, with my aging eyes, see it, that's yeah. the only request I have. I'll use anything. That was funny because we talked yesterday, and Chris said, Nothing against the console itself, but I can't use an X32 because I cannot physically see the screen. I, I can't. Yeah. So as long as it's not that console, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to connect the iPad to it so you'll get the full. Oh, that's even worse. I know. And I told Jeff that. I was like, the only way I can use it is if I can use the iPad, and then I hate using the iPad. <laughs> uh, well, the offline editor is awesome. So you can build a template on there. Cool. And, and I'm gonna. You guys show me where to stand and what I'm using, and that's what I'll use. That's perfect. That's yeah. Great. Well, what I love about this is that, it, you know, it would be hard to get sort of more extreme ends of the spectrum than a Yamaha TF5 and a Digico SD7. Mm-hmm. And so, I love the idea of people being able to experience what the same material can sound like on both consoles and. You know, my prediction is that people are going to be really shocked at how good a mix you can get on a tiny little TF console. Mm-hmm. So, my biggest hope is that people will sort of be awakened to the fact that, gosh, I would love to have this console that would require a mortgage for me to be able to operate. But with the right sources and the right approach, I can get equally, maybe not equal results, but equally decent results from. A little guy. And yes. I think that'll be really exciting to see. Yep. You know, when we were talking about <clears throat> the streaming nature of this, and I was saying I'd be into it and I'd love to watch it. I think whenever, because I do watch a lot of 
or I haven't in a while just because I've been busy, but traditionally I watch a lot of, I like to see what other people do. And a, a lot of times what I get out of it is not an awakening or a new, like, wow, that was the trick I've been looking for all the time. It's more of a sort of calming feeling of, oh, mm. right, there's really only so many things you can do. Yeah. Or I do that too. Yeah. And it all goes back to just show the importance of it's really the source more than yeah, anything. That's good. You know what I'm saying? For um, sure. Totally. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, it's funny when you guys told me about this, uh, we're all going to jump on a smaller desk and go for it. I'm, I've been thinking about it from time to time because it sounds fun and it also sounds daunting and a little scary. And I'm trying to remember, of course, everyone thinks well, we'll all start with input one. You know, everyone will start with kick. And I'm like, do I start with kick? Because I think maybe I'm going to start with bass or maybe I'm going to start with overheads or I'm going to, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's yeah. like, what, what's the foundation? What's the anchor? Uh, yeah. Um, the other thing that's fun to me is thinking about how, like, as I'm thinking about what I want to do, because I know Lee is just going to sort of start in Anaheim and try to, you know, save as his file so that Nashville is finally a good mix. But uh-huh. for me, I'm actually going <laughs> to... I've thought about that too. <laughs> I'm going to try to maybe do, like, focus on something different every event. Yes. So that it's like, I, I just want to pull up tracks. I'm going to have several different tracks to choose from so that I'm not always mixing the same song, so that I'm not always mixing the same singer, so that I can just challenge myself to go, okay, here's what we said last time. Now, can I apply some of that learning to a different set of tracks and get an equally good result or maybe focus on something different? You know, So that, that to me is just kind of, an, I, I like this, the repetitive nature of these events is going to be a good chance for us all to kind of get some different kinds of reps than we would normally do in an MXU live setting because it's usually just a one day and done kind of deal. But this, it's like, man, 11 different opportunities to approach this music maybe in a different way, which is pretty cool to me. The other thing I'm excited about is we've talked about one segment of the day is we all get the same set of tracks and basically on headphones take 20 minutes to build a quick mix and then push play for each other and deconstruct what we've done in this sort of run and gun kind of scenario. And that that's going to be fun. <clears throat> I like hearing all of this. Uh, it makes me feel better. And also that's kind of inspiring to hear too. And I think that's what you're talking about, about maybe having a different approach every day. Right. That appeals to me, Jeff, because that if I've learned anything with the way you guys operate, the only way this really works is for it to be truly sort of off the cuff. And the more conditioned and programmed it is, we're going to be looking at each other going, your line, my line, your line, my line. And that does not, that sucks. It does suck. (laughs) I'd rather have it, I'd rather have it be like, no, you said that yesterday. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Exactly. Because that makes it fresh for the attendees too. I want everybody who's coming to feel like they're getting something fresh and that they're not just getting last week's leftovers we'll see if you guys are still friends yeah <laughs> yeah i hope so <laughs> let's see about what i think about myself as a mixer after this is over. <laughs> well i think people jeff like you're saying i think people will enjoy that process of 20 minutes in the headphones uh while in the house you know we're checking in on everyone's mixes i think a lot of our audience are, are in that same circumstance st- circumstance constantly where mm-hmm. they have 20 minutes or it's a brand new band for them, so right. I think it'll be really inspiring for them to feel like they're not a that they're not the only ones that have ever had to do that, you know. Yeah, and for you, Jay, as the host, it's going to be fun for you to kind of facilitate from day to day to go. Okay, here's a different question that I can ask, or here's a different feedback from the audience that we haven't had before that you can kind of guide us through, making sure that every day is unique and make fun of y'all. It's great. Well, it's a win-win for me. Saying. Yeah, e- educate and insult. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so your, is that what your business card says? <laughs> <Sure>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to ask my parole officer. That's great that you guys are going to use different stuff every day. I'm using the same four bar loop for all eleven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just going to be perfect by the end of this thing. I'm just kidding. But that snare bottom is going to be dialed <laughs> in. Amazing. Man. Not going to do that. So the day two events with the live band. 
Um, another little announcement, Integrity Music is sending us a killer worship band, a signed worship band. And uh, they are near and dear to my heart. It's the it's my friends in Thrive Worship. But what I'm most excited about is that second day, we're going to put Chris behind the console. So, I what, to- Yeah, what is? I honestly don't know. I know you guys have explained it to me. So what does that mean? What console? What band? What? Your, your console, but it's the okay. band that I uh, normally mixed for. So Oh, cool. So what's going to happen that morning is the worship leader, his name's Corbin Phillips. We'll probably have him on the podcast before the tour. He's going to come out with Rusty from video, Daniel Lighting, you, Chris, and then Jeff J and I are going to kind of host and, and kind of guide the conversation. And Corbin's going to tell us, here's this three song set we're doing. We're going to play all the songs probably from their album over the PA. Let everyone listen. Let Rusty and Daniel and you take some notes. And then you get to ask Corbin questions like, okay, what's what do you want this to feel like? Lighting's going to do the same thing. Video's going to do the same thing. And then we're going to watch Daniel program those three songs for about an hour and a half. And then we're going to watch Rusty set up cameras and train camera operators for about an hour and a half. And then Kyle from Digico is going to run a live sound check with that band with Clang. And people in the audience are going to have uh, receivers to be able to hear that. But then, Chris, you'll be on your SD7 with the band in the PA doing a sound check too. And then Jeff, gotcha. Jay, and I will be hosting that, stopping, pausing, asking questions. You may say things like, man, that kick drum's just not doing it for me. Let's switch the mic out or you know, different things like that. So everyone in the crowd will get to see that happen in person, what your process would be sound checking a band. And then once that's all set, the band will take a break and we'll come back and actually do the three songs, audio, video, oh, cool. and lighting all together. And then everyone gets to see that. And then we'll take time after for Q&A and kind of unpack and deconstruct yeah. how it went, what we would do different next time, how, you know, just talk about how to evaluate. So it's going to be so much fun. See, that sounds so cool. I, I was going to say that what's interesting to me is what's going through my mind now <clears throat> is not gear-based. It's uh, how much communication can I have Yes, with the, that's all I'm thinking. Yeah. As you explain it to me, it's like, good. Okay. But the most important thing in this is going to be communication or the rules are there is no communication because that's another form of you're talking about Jay, what a lot of these folks go through every day or all the time where where they're not talking, you're just given. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think it's a great opportunity to talk about the importance of communication and how to think about what questions to ask for sure. Mm -hmm. But I have a question for you, Chris. So as you're walking into this, obviously it'll be a little different once we get past LA because LA will be the first time you've seen and heard these guys. But from now until then, thinking about, okay, you've got your console, but that's about the only thing you know because you don't know the songs, you haven't worked with this band, you don't really know the input list yet, Mm -hmm. you don't know the backline that's coming. You don't know the mics that'll be there. So when you're in a situation like that, how do you start thinking about what you need to do to approach this? Like mm-hmm. what what's going to be your, your key, like, okay, must haves or must do's or think about this, this, and this before we even hit the ground. Mm-hmm. I think for, for this <clears throat> and what's going through my head at this moment, because I won't, know a ton is going to be what is my sort of template for this look like Mm -hmm. on the console so uh and we'll get you an input list by the way we'll we'll make sure you know what the input of of course of course so yeah so having just that is like what's it going to look like on the desk what are the where where's everything going to be yeah so what are the layers going to look like is something that's coming to mind now. What are the layers on the console going to look like? Where's everything going to land? And then other than that, because I'm just going to assume, because it's the modern era, that these people are going to have tracks, right? Yep. yep. It then becomes, what is the game structure plan between having tracks and band or, and I hate to phrase it this way, tracks versus band? Yeah. Depending on how, mm-hmm. how the tracks are deployed. Yeah. Because a lot of times it becomes a versus 
thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's really all I'm thinking is where does everything land and what I'm what am I going to do? And the most I'm going to do is have a drum parallel thing sort of in place that I'll mix into. Yeah. In other words, it, the relationship between the buses will be set, processing turned on, <clears throat> and then probably just a very simple stereo bus thing that will also be turned on that I will mix into. In other words, I won't introduce those elements after the fact. Mm-hmm. It's going to be here it comes, here it goes, because that changes the math on how I do band versus track. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about this. Not not a ton, to be honest with you. It all ends up looking the same. Yeah. It's just how do I get there? Interesting. You know? And I don't have an answer. And kind of in the spirit of what you were saying, Jeff, where I'm going to challenge myself, I bet you I don't even decide how I'm going to do it. I will go back and forth until it's actually time to do it. Yeah. I'll, yeah. You know That's what I mean? cool. Well, since we have the same band for all three two-day events, we need to figure out a way to change it up so that it's not the same every. I've got. Every day I've already got it. I swear, taking that drum parallel away changes all the math. Mm-hmm. Uh, that right there. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. We could do this any number of ways. We could also have. Or maybe them. they just do. Maybe they do a different set. Maybe they just change up the songs so that you know there's not an up tune on the second version or there's only tracks heavy mm-hmm. stuff on one of the days or i don't know it's we yeah, can, yeah we can talk about it i'm just spitballing but. yeah no no no. i'm with you already so I get it and if you were faced with this going on tour would you do a call with an md oh man this is what and i haven't had to do this and and it's not because of covid it's just been because of the same routine clients i haven't had to do this this used to be so like every year multiple times a year i was doing this i now haven't had to do this in years but yes um more than anything it would be phone calls okay. and emails starting with the md and then then branching down into the players okay it's really all about the tracks it's about for me it's about combing through the tracks and having stuff not flaming that's the whole shooting match right okay. there i got an idea Mm-hmm. Because of that, I wonder if we do another one of these with Corbin and the MD. Uh, we do this on a podcast, and sure. we and we do this in real time, and people watch that conversation. Oh yeah, <clears throat> and we could even do it where uh, yeah, and they could even see yes. So again, now my brain's going twenty different directions on how that could look. Yeah, you know that's cool because it's a big conversation because it really gets into. Hey man, hey Corbin. <clears throat> Uh, let's make a call here. Right. Are we anchoring to the tracks or can we pull out of the track and do we feel good enough about the player replacing some of those parts? And it's really stuff with trans specific transients on the downbeats. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're talking kick snare kind of stuff, yep. but we're also talking, uh, synth patches, big swampy pads. Yep. Lead lines. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of bits to the conversation. And then it's also like, okay, if we're if we are, because the smart, some would argue the move is leave the tracks as solid as possible because that's as dependable and repeatable as possible. But if you want the best sonic result, if the player is doubling it, <clears throat> it is you I'm giving you my you know, I am going to tell you that our best move is to duck the player. Right. Right. So just so everyone knows, yeah. Right. <laughs> just so we're on the same page, yeah. We can do it that way, but I'm going to duck the player so that it's clean. Yep. So, but the tension with worship music particularly is that for video and lighting because it's a visual in-person looking at the stage engagement experience. Sometimes you make the choice to focus on the player yes. because of the in-the-room in engagement level mm-hmm. that you need to have with the person playing the part. Yep. So that's an interesting conversation, especially yep. because you know it, it may be different when you've got a band like this that we'll have versus a band of you know beginner volunteers, mm-hmm. but that's where the tension gets really kind of... yeah. A little bit of a head-to-head is 
gosh, we've got players who we want to use, who are volunteers, who are giving their time to this ministry, but man, they can't play anything close to what these tracks are giving us. So do we just dump the tracks and let the whole quality come down? Or do we try to figure out, okay, what can we pull from each one to Mm -hmm. make both better? And then the reality and the further reality is at the point that the track drops and there is a segue yep, while right. there is dialogue or something, you can't have this random or very obvious volume, you know, right. how do you marry those two? And I like what you said too about tension that also I think from the operator level, <clears throat> how do you manage your own uh, even if it's well-intended egos yeah. uh, once mm-hmm. for the show, which is usually like, no, I, let me do it. Let me create the sound. Right. Let, you know, and it's like, hey, maybe that's not what's best. Maybe it's a, and a lot of times, as in, in most cases, the answer is where it is a compromise, where maybe we do have the track loud and proud, but we're cutting out a frequency portion of it to allow for the player to still just bubble over the top just enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Totally. And I don't know what the answer is. Sitting here right now, I don't know what the answer is. I've run I'm in, hearing is you're going to make worship sound like Bruno Mars. That's what I heard. I don't know. I don't even know if that's what we, I don't know if that's what anyone wants. Like, let me tell you what the innards of that look like. Like, you know what I mean? Actually, yeah. it's pretty clean, but for a lot of times it's like i you know you're creating this it's just that's the whole thing now with tracks and band it's so much harder than it used to be mixing live is so much harder now i don't care that we have all these toys and everything else it's just there's just more to it now back to what you're saying about getting your own ego out of mixing that's hit me in the last 10 years with these more pop high energy stuff where the vocal has just tons of effects on it yeah. And I want to do it live because I think it's cool to try to pull it off. But mm-hmm. they'll just send that stuff down the track line sometimes. <clears throat> they will. And it'll also hurt you in that, like, we can't, like, that isolated vocal, we just can't, we can't beat. How do you beat that? Yeah. I know. You know what I mean? I've Too heard yeah. one of my favorite albums in the last few years is the, the newest Post Malone album. Yeah. No Judge Me. No, don't judge me, please. You, I love, I love that stuff. Crazy I love Christians listening. <laughs> I, but the, the what's crazy about it is all the vocal effects on it for a hip hop album. Yeah, there's phasers and all kinds of verb and delay on that vocal, and I've heard multiple delays. Yes, yeah, I've heard this from our friend Brian Vaughn, who does some, uh, some lighting work for him. That the front of house guy, and I don't know him, maybe you know him, Chris, is doing all of that stuff live. I think uh, <clears throat> the answer is yes and no. Ironically, I may or may not have been supposed to do some post stuff or maybe might be doing some post stuff. So I'm keenly interested and curious about it too. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That um, would be such a fun band to mix. That, those, yes. The songs are incredible. I think so too. It's like that super high energy, dark, aggressive, but has these big melodies. Like it's, it's something else. Yep. I feel the same way. I actually kind of sought him out, them out because I'm like, Hey, I've got a job, but I am so interested and support. Like I, I want to be a part of what you're doing because I really think it's done well. That's pretty awesome that you've reached the point in your career where you can say, well, that doesn't mean everyone dropped everything <laughs> and know. said, come on in. It <laughs> feels pretty cool. <laughs> that, it means I was in a good mood one day and was feeling very positive and thought I'd, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and but you it, haven't booked a plane ticket yet. No, I was going to say, and to date, we've done zero shows. <laughs> yeah. So let's look at the scorecard. Yeah, that's pretty um, awesome. I remember when I would walk, I just shows in general, and people would have pedal boards. Anyone else remember? Yeah. Like to do vocal effects. I always thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Noisy yeah. as hell, but cool. <laughs> Yeah, extremely. So, so speaking of outboard gear, Chris, what are you going to be bringing in terms of toys that aren't stock to the console? <clears throat> I'm going to do. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to bring a, wa- a wave server, which at this point, because Waves has done such a good job supplanting themselves as a fixture in live sound. Yeah, I mean, talk about exemplary. Yeah, and. And thank you for seeing us for what we are, 
waves, you know? Right. So that's not really going to be, if anything, that's going to be the least of the ooh wow because a lot of people have access to that. So I'm going to bring wave server. I'm going to bring, that's all I'm bringing plugin wise <clears throat> um, is waves. And then I'm going to have, I just kind of loaded up a rack with some of my normal go-tos and I will see what I use like um, stereo bus. You know, there's going to be like my normal API for sure. will be involved in there 2,500. And then I usually use this, Sonic Farm Creamliner thing here lately in 2021. I've been using the SSL Fusion a lot. Oh, I was going to ask you if you were bringing that. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. Mine is called for an Interac that's going to be with the Bruno stuff, and I just can't get it. I I don't feel good about pulling it away. Yeah. As most of us know, there's a big manufacturing shortage right now. Yeah. Because of what happened in China and then everything else, you know, the fire at the whatever that's like you know <clears throat> so i've reached out i just reached out to this is very timely that you would ask this two days ago i reached out to ssl and i told him i said hey look i'm going to do this thing with mxu okay good I, I think it would be really cool and they immediately did it yep you know the exposure and also i think with the fusion even if you even if you like gain match it so you're not just adding gain and going hey look how much better it is right. it's pretty easy to hear yeah. what it does so i think it's got a, a pretty big wow factor they're going to try their best to get us one okay cool anyway that'll be great yeah so that's going to be there and then other than that it's just a bunch of, i don't know there's some distressors some fatsos some oh just a little stuff over well it just other stuff yeah uh, overstayer audio the stuff that i use from them what else have i put in there you've changed chris you should bring your acp 88 am i i should bring my presonus acp 88 <laughs> <laughs> with three working channels god i would love that actually noisiest noisiest sake known to man yeah yeah well, let me, let me just say that whatever you end up not using that's in that rack, I'll make sure to bring some long XLR cables that I can just patch into my console. Have at <laughs> it. How about reverb? Any reverbs? Uh, yeah. And as far as reverbs, I'm going to bring a couple of Bracastis, which I have like, I know they're the sort of the gold standard now, but I have like a love-hate thing with those. And it depends on what the music is. And we we're just, it's funny we were talking about vocal effects. If anything of mine has sort of dipped in the past couple of years, I feel like my vocal effects are slipping. Um, Do you think, let me interrupt you there. Do you think yeah. that's because mixing in big rooms, you rely less on these big yes. swimmy verbs? Yes. And what's happened is because of COVID, because I, I've told you guys about a bunch of the stuff I've been doing here recently in 2021, but I'm still doing like all that stuff I've been doing in Nashville it gets mixed in post and I'm doing that, but it's done super sparsely. Mm -hmm. Like I was doing the whole thing, like drum kits with two mics, three mics, just yeah. seeing what I can get away with. And in doing that, it's like, it's so much easier to, it's just effects are just easier when you can clearly hear what they're doing. When you're in a yeah. room mm -hmm. and you're really not sure. And I, this is just me being honest. I'm like, I hear that reverb. That's not my reverb. Yeah. That's the room. Who am I kidding by putting my reverb in here? Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then after a few shows, next thing you know, all these cool effects that you had, they're gone. Yep. And the opposite of that is when you're having to do a bunch of stuff online or broadcast and you try to bring that room sound in to make it feel, quote, more live, mm -hmm. it just sounds unnatural because there's no way that your TV or your computer speakers are a room that big. And yes. so it kind of goes both ways. It's it like, does. The, the the arena doesn't reflect the cool factor of the short verbs and cool delays and all that kind of stuff. And then the online experience doesn't reflect the bigness of an arena. So yeah, it's, it's a weird balance. It is. And again, these are all the things of the current era of mixing. I think that are such, that are such challenges, you know, of making all the, and we've talked about it and I've talked to you guys in months, but uh, we, you know, we talked about it a lot during COVID, like how do I make my stream translate yep. over the internet or whatever the medium is and in the room. And now I'm back doing shows again. And I'll tell you, I'm in one room, like where we are in Vegas. And when I hear my effects through the PA, they, they, a lot of times they sound hokey. 
And mm. like, I'm like, that reverb, that doesn't work in here. If anything, it makes him sound more distant. Or that I'd like, it's almost like at the point that I hear it, I don't like it. But then when I hear the playback, I want to hear it because it doesn't sound produced enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. It's that, that balance is tough. And I, I don't know what the answer is. Is that the park theater? The park, which is just a not good sounding room. Yeah. Amazing people, amazing PA. Yeah. Not a good sounding room. What's cool. the PA in there? Uh, it's a gigantic uh, K2 rig. Yeah. Tons of acoustics. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. But um, we took the show kind of on the road a couple weeks ago to another MGM property, which is one in DC, and it's a VTX rig and a much smaller room. And I really like the VTX. Um, and it's a t- t- tighter, smaller room. And suddenly I was putting all my effects back in. Mm-hmm. You know, suddenly I was like, oh, I've got it. And then we go back to Vegas this past weekend, and I'm like, oh, that sounds so hokey when I turn the reverb on. Yeah. And that's interesting. Yeah. I am so excited about the conversations that are going to come out of these days. It's going to be so much fun. And what, you know, the guys who come to the events, the unfortunate thing is that all of our conversations are going to continue late into the night and on the bus know, and right. over, over the, you know, tailgates and whatever else we get into. And so, um, man, if you're not coming to one of these tour events, you are going to miss it. So you got to, you got to get your tickets. It's going to be so fun. So selfishly, like imagine me uh, the first day I'm mixing tracks for this band. And then the next day you get to hear Chris mix that band and maybe even that song in some cities live and his, his approach to it. So which will probably be shockingly not much different than yours. Like I, maybe I, I just don't know that there's that many different ways to do it. Yeah, you're probably right, but it it is literally if you wanted to dial up the perfect scenario for me to learn as much as possible, this is it. It's, I hear you. It's I'm going to do the best job I can with my tracks and my peers, some of which, all of which, are the best in the world at what they do, help me with my tracks, and then the next day get to watch one of them with the band on stage. Like, come on. Yeah. That's pretty great. I get it. I have cool. the same feeling about all this. I, yeah. I guarantee you we're all better mixers, all of us, when this is over. I'm 100%. sure you guys have experienced that throughout yeah. MXU. Oh, every, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There were a few years I felt like I got worse, but that was just because you get inundated with trying to learn so much that you start slapping everything on and trying to do so many different I do that. Technical I do that things. a lot. Start digging holes. Yep. 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 Wow. Well, hey, one thing we haven't done in a while on the podcast is a turn down for MXU. So, Chris, I don't know if you've been a part of these before, but occasionally we get comments from people. You know, somebody will write on the comment card in their church a suggestion for the audio team of how they might do better. <laughs> and so we have people submit these sound complaints and then we talk about them publicly on the podcast. So, we have one that came in to our MXU Teams Slack channel this week that was pretty good. So I just wanted to take a minute to do a turn down for MXU. So this is from a church that will remain un- unmentioned, but here's the quote. <clears throat> the sound quality is horrific online. Please take the time to listen and review what is streaming. The intro video is way too long, shouldn't be more than one minute. To be honest, the quality is so bad it's hard to want to attend in person. We've been watching other churches for the last year just because we can't get past how poor your music is. And since I'm finally griping, that's my favorite comment. Since I'm <laughs> now, finally griping, now, now I'm really gonna I get might started. As, yeah, I might as well comment on the attire of the worship team. <laughs> what happened to respect? My kids aren't allowed to wear hats in school, so why do you allow your team to wear them on stage? While torn jeans may be the style, we should be bringing the best we have into the house of God. It's time to remind the team that this is God's house and not just a performance. Media department, you must take the time to review the entire video or whatever you produce. Even the lights in the sanctuary hit people in the face on the upper levels. A church this size must produce better quality in every aspect. Otherwise, it's just not going to grow. Feel free to reach out to us if you like. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Respectfully. Respectfully. Yeah, respectfully yours. Yeah. Karen. While I'm griping, let me bring up a couple other things. Wow. Is their name Karen? It should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Thanks, Karen. Yeah. I'd I'd send them a link to another church closer to her house. Right. <laughs> or since she said feel free to reach out, I'd send her a list of <laughs> we need. <laughs> yeah. This ought to help. 
This would make our stream sound a lot better, and then just give her a gear list. Yeah, pricing from Sweetwater, or give her Chris's email. Just yeah. just hand out Chris's wow. email. Wow, <laughs> wow! I wish I had that kind of time and energy to devote to critiquing someone else. I mean, don't don't, don't get me wrong. I'm human. I might do it in my head. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's impressive, Chris. Have you ever had just horrible articles in newspapers or online magazines about the concerts you were mixing? I, yeah, I think maybe I've read a, yeah, I mean, you know, it only takes one word. It only takes right. a, the vocals were muddy for you to just be disheartened for, yeah. you know, and you know how a lot of times like those reviews, and this is the importance of the first few songs, which we all know is typically when you're getting it together. Yeah. But like right. everyone's impressions are from the jump. Like they're, they're, they've made up their mind. Right. And no matter what you do after that, they're not going to rewrite their story. You know? Yeah. That's a good You're not easing them into anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, of course, I've had some of those. That's a good point. Fan complaint, like on fan. I used to look at a lot of when I work with widespread panic, I'd look at the, the like fan forum stuff, you know, and some like general complaints. And it's just like, oh, if you only knew what I was getting to get that. Yeah that you don't like, yeah. you know. So That's interesting yeah. cuz a band like that has like the super fan. I it's the best thing that ever happened to me on a work level because it's it's funny, you know we're not doing the Super Bowl every day, but the degree of like, you know, watching yeah. on the and micromanaging of the fans' expectations yeah was so big that it was it was uh yeah, it was a big one. Yeah, because those fans are following you around every day, and so if you if anybody on stage does one thing different in this song, it's like, hey, he changed the bass line in the second chorus, yeah. and blah blah blah. Right, you're not supposed to do that, you know. It's, and you're like, well, yeah, I'm dealing with what I've got here, guys. Right, I'm not, you know, right. And that's and that's the culture is to be like super aware and super critical and super in the know, much like I'm sure, uh, like whoever's writing that, they feel they are that is their duty. To right. let you know those things. Totally. You know? Yes. Totally. I'm thinking back what you said about it's got to be right from the jump. We yeah. We all tell ourselves, like, does the average person really hear this or that? You know, when we talk about, I switched out my snare bottom mic from 57 to 81, and mm -hmm. man, it's changed everything so much. Well, do people actually hear that? Not really. So now I'm, I'm based on what you said, like the first song right out of the jump, and that vocal comes on, can they really even perceive it getting better from that point? I think the average listener knows far more than they give themselves credit for. Like, I, I hate when I'm working with someone and they're like, hey, I, I don't know audio, comma, but. And I'm like, no, drop that. What yeah. are you hearing? Tell me and don't overthink yeah. it either. And more importantly, they certainly know how it makes them feel. True. And I think even if they can't describe it in, you know, frequencies and kilohertz mm -hmm. it's it's a feeling that i think that's really what's most important the impact and the the impression that the sound leaves on you after the you know first chorus of the first song mm -hmm. that's going to stay with you and if you have to work too hard to make that better mm -hmm. i agree with you 100 percent. if it's a bad first impression if the vocal's too soft out of the gate or out of tune or whatever or the drums just feel weird. It doesn't matter what happens in song four at that point because they're already feeling like, God, the kick drum is just beating me to death here. Right. And that's what they're left with. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's where our brains work too. You know, it's like, it's all about, we're wired for convenience, you know, on a primal level. Like what's the easiest way for me to live? Eat those berries and drink from that stream. So it's like, I got those two things down. And it's the same way on the way we think. Okay, what do I think right away? Okay, I've made up my mind. Yeah, like I don't want to expend the energy to think about this through the duration of. Um, mm. But that's where we have to manage our expectations too, as mixers. In that, in the first song, if it's an environment where the crowd is encouraged to be responsive and loud, a lot of times in that first song, man, the first song's a wash because you're just trying to get everybody to calm down, and you're right. not going to over your signal to noise just goes to this unrealistic level to where your mix isn't going to sound that good. Once they chill out, then you can hear the music and it is better. And so yeah. there's certain things it's like, we can't overcome that. We can't better that, 
You That's know. a good point. I experienced that. I went and watched uh, Toby mix Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Dude, the first two songs. Oh, forget it. It was unbelievable. The, these kids were screaming. It was 113 on his meter. Yeah. The PA is at 104. Yeah. The mix sounds muffled and dark, and it's yeah. just, for, yeah, forget it. Yeah. And then they chill out, and it's like, oh, there's the drums. You there know? it is. Right. That was wild to experience. I don't know how you guys do that. Yeah, that's an ego crusher right there. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, at a church in San Diego a few weeks ago. We mentioned on the Skyline Church. And they have a door right through the entry of the church that says uh, complaint department. And it's just a door. And when you open the door, it's just straight drywall. And I it's love a, it. a plaque on it. And it's a scripture referencing how complainers are, are not what, good. Oh, wow. <laughs> the church has it? This church has it. Oh, my. The ultimate Jesus Jew. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, oh I love God. hearing all this. Like, yeah, this is, I, I love that that's a thing now, yeah. you know, which flies in the face of the expectations of that person that wrote whatever we just, you know, they can't take ripped jeans. Right. Not saying they're right or wrong. What would they think about that door? You no know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it's as soon as you walk in, you see it. It's like you see that before you even see the stage. That's I'm like, funny. I don't, it, it would send a clear message that I don't think I'm going to like it here right mm-hmm. off the bat. I love that. <laughs> I do too. That's actually awesome. That's great. Well, guys, this is awesome. This has been really, really good. I'm, this just makes me even more excited about what's coming. I'm, I was already pumped, but now I'm like, okay, I can't wait to have these conversations in person. This is going to be so fun. Yeah, me too. That's awesome. Well, Chris, we'll get you connected to uh, Corbin and the guys in the band and see what we can do about recording that convo too. I think that'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd totally be into that. Sweet. Well, we uh, just have a couple new things on the MXU Now front. I'm sure all of you who listen saw our announcement about the new uh, videos in partnership with Elevation Church. So make sure to go check out that playlist available now on MXU Now and Teams. That's great. All right, fellas, we'll catch you next time and see you on the bus. See you guys. Catch y'all soon.